Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team it is with great pleasure that we we are are here to tell you that baseball is back and so is behind the braves the official podcast of the atlanta braves i am ricky mast one half of your host team here a digital media content manager for the braves and sitting here in the uh hq the headquarters the offices of one greg mcmichael director of braves alumni relations boy it feels good to be back doesn't it it does. It seems like it's been forever. We've had a long off season, even though it went quick, you know, winning the World Series, it seemed like it just came to a screeching halt. I know. Yeah. It's Man. It's been, look, you're all out there. If you're listening to this, then I think that that means you're a diehard Braves fan and we're Braves fans too. And that was not a pleasant couple of months, mm-hmm. just to put it out there. And we you all saw, I mean, we were all on the same boat on that one, just waiting, watching the news and waiting mm-hmm. for it to be over. Um, but I think now that it is over, we're the game is in a better spot than it was a couple of months ago. Uh, I think the Atlanta Braves are in a great spot right now. Uh, there's so much to talk about with this team. So I just spent the last week down Northport at spring training and as you and I are sitting here today, we're recording this on a Monday. Uh, I'm getting ready to fly back down there tonight to spend the rest of this week there. And uh, somebody asked me uh, late in the week last week while I was down there, as a, a local uh, uh, writer, I believe it was, or was it a sports cast? Whoever it was, somebody that's in the local press just kind of off the record asked me, what's the vibe like in camp? Mm. And I said, you know, it's really, really good. The guys are, there's just a, a really upbeat, positive vibe around camp. Look, the very opening of the week, everything that happened with Freddie Freeman moving on to the Dodgers and the Braves acquiring Matt Olson. I mean, I think you could, I think it'd be fair to say that first day that all of that was happening, first day and a half, you could tell there was a little bit more of a serious tone in the air. And of course, you know, I was in the clubhouse watching the interviews happen with all of the guys, Dansby, Ozzy, you know, everybody. And obviously they're, they're fielding a, a ton of questions about Freddie and and while also trying to talk about the acquisition of Olsen and all that kind of stuff. So it was a little serious, but I got to tell you, it quickly turned, at least from my perspective, it quickly turned to there's a real, real upbeat, positive vibe in camp. And I think that that only got stronger as the week went on and with the the other moves that the front mm-hmm. office made, Colin McHugh, Kenley Jansen. Yeah. Um, there Son is, and Eddie. Yeah, resigning that was huge. Right. Resigning Eddie. I dare, it's, it's, you never know how it's going to all play out, but I dare say that this team – at least now on paper, we'll see how it plays out, is every bit as good, if not better, than the team that just won the World Series, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, I think there's a misunderstanding about chemistry on teams where you think, well, gosh, the the so-called leader of the team is now didn't sign back, and now you've got new face, a new face there. But 
you know, everybody's so focused on what they need to do to be successful. Yes, it is a team game, but it's made up of individuals. And so sometimes you know what you have to do to get ready to play. And you've got, you're so hyper-focused on the things that you've got to do to perform at such a high level, whether it's contract year, whether it's, I got to make the team, whether I'm trying to prove that last year wasn't that bad, or I'm trying to prove that I'm consistent and that I'm a, I am belong here for a long-term contract. There's a lot of things that are going through these guys' heads. I think the biggest, the biggest thing that can happen to a team from a negative standpoint, if you think about what happened to uh, teams that have like fire sales, like the Oakland Athletics, I think that's really a tough situation to be in when you're a veteran player. Of course, they don't have a ton of veteran players they because they turn over so often. But I think back, you know, in 1993, when Fred McGriff came over to the Braves from the Padres, that was a true fire sale. They got rid of everybody and they basically dismantled the team. I think that's where there's some serious chemistry issues. When you lose a guy like Freddie Freeman, who's obviously a big part of this team from a chemistry standpoint, and then purely performance, because he's one of the best hitters in the game and one of the best defensive players in the game. If you did not replace him, if you just kind of threw it up to somebody who was unknown or to a person that was kind of they're bringing up off the so-called scrap heap and trying to revitalize his career, you might have some doubting that goes on in some other players who are affected by that. Think about that whole infield. Every one of them, I believe, were gold glovers last year. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that, that kind of team within the team, they took a lot of pride with Wash and then Freddie being able to pick everything in the world and the way he played, those guys fed off each other. So that's another team. The bullpen's a team within a team. The starting pitching's a team within a team. And then I look at the infield. Those guys can be greatly affected, but then you replace him because, let's face it, he was a free agent, right? There was nothing making Freddie sign back here. Freddie was going to do what's best for his family, and the Braves were going to do what's best for them. And so you didn't, you know, it wasn't like we traded him away. But but for them to replace an all-star with an all-star, then I don't think there's any chemistry that's going to suffer unless this guy, unless Matt Olson is just someone that just would be totally not being able to fit into this team. I don't see that. Everything we know about him, everything we've seen being a local kid and just being ex- Static on being home again, playing in front of his family. And let me tell you what, I was traded to Oakland. I played in Oakland. It's getting out of purgatory, basically, if not hell. Right. I mean, you're you're basically leaving hell, going to heaven. I mean, so so uh, there's nothing that makes me think about what we know about Matt Olson that he won't come in and be be the player now obviously there's only one freddie freeman but still i don't think there's going to be any chemistry anybody suffering this team suffering from chemistry because of that it, it could have gone other ways but we're not a fire sale team right we were just a team that has a budget and and AA's doing what he knows best to do so he can put more pieces like a kenley jansen right mm-hmm. colin McHugh, another local boy that actually played on one of our teams when i had a training facility over in uh in duluth no so kidding. yeah so he played on one of our teams and uh, but anyway, so so putting those guys together, he needed money to do other things. And so, you know, he had a budget just like every normal American does. You live on a budget and you got to do it. But um, 
I, I was I was wondering about the whole chemistry issue, but this is not one of those instances where you have a fire sale and you lose guys and everybody's looking around like, uh, who's next? Or we're not we went from a team that's going to win be thirty games over five hundred to a team that's going to lose a hundred games. We're not in those situations. We got a team that's trying to repeat, so I don't think chemistry is going to be an issue because we got a great core of of, uh, of young players. Well, I will tell you, I was around Matt Olson his first day in camp uh, a good bit the first couple hours when he was there of course he had the the press conference uh, and he was doing some other media and we actually got a a little sit down interview with him for another project that we're working on that will soon be announced i would go ahead and say it but it it, here but it's uh, this (laughs) may this may come out slightly before the the project does but um really really impressed really really impressed with him he seems like a quality person you can look at the back of his baseball card and you know that he's a quality player Hmm. i think that's it's nobody especially from a legacy standpoint nobody's going to replace freddie freeman you can't strive to do that but if you're replacing a gold glove and winner and a all-star with as you said a gold glove winner and an Hmm. all-star then i think you're in great shape and he's here for a long time and again just from being around him just a little bit uh, he seems like, he seems like he's going to fit in quite mm. well here, and I don't look. You've been in a clubhouse. I've not. I would I would still equate it to. It's like any other work environment where somebody new comes in and then there's a, a feeling out process of like, okay, not just how do I fit in? Like we know job wise, just pure job description. We know how he fits in. He's going to probably bat in the heart. He's going to bat in the heart of the order, probably third, I'm guessing. And he's going to be expected to produce like he has every year, which is, by the way, if you're out there listening and you haven't, you've probably already heard his numbers or looked at them, but boy, oh boy, if you haven't go, go look at him. And you know what? Even if you have, go look at him again, cause it'll get you look at him again. Cause it'll get you in a good mood. We know how he's going to fit in. In on the field but I would imagine it's like anything else where you got to figure out like okay how do I fit into this clubhouse where does my personality mesh you know and I would think for the new guy that's not hard it's just part of the process right because it's like yeah. I don't know how many guys can come in and immediately be just like all right I'm the leader like, I, I don't that's think true. it works like that right maybe it does for some people I don't well, know well I think number one he knows that if he comes in and does his job he didn't have to worry about those things right, right. he he's more concerned about coming in coming in and contributing and being the player that he knows he can be. And sometimes that's, you know, environment may hinder that, whether it takes longer, getting used to it. But when you're coming home, of course, there's different pressures, right? Because you're coming home, you want to impress. Your family hasn't seen you play. All your friends haven't seen you play as much. It's hard to catch an Oakland A's game, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. So he has different pressures. And one of the biggest things is just saying no to t- people wanting tickets. Right. I mean, he's going to have people coming out of the woodwork. And I dealt with this a little bit because I, you know, I was from Knoxville and people are like, hey, guess what? I'm going to be, uh, let me see, you're going to be in Atlanta this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah so he, he's going to deal a lot with that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. But I, I wanted to talk about something too. Is just um, you know they talk about you know packing the Supreme Court. Well, we're we're packing the bullpen. Oh, Unbelievable. Buddy. Yeah. How good this bullpen? It was already good. 
I mean, we, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it was just good. And then now it's great. So uh, there's going to be people really vying for some, some time to pitch down there. And with all the work that Collins, you know, McHugh's done over his career. And then you look at what Kenley Jansen has done. He's been outstanding. And, and then we already had good pieces down there. And um, so we're, we're not, we're not losing a thing. We've gotten actually better in the bullpen. It's pretty amazing. Will Smith deserves all the credit in the world too, for his take on, on acquiring because look will mm-hmm. let's say will was a closer and, and did a pretty darn good job of it and it was lights out in the postseason by the way and for him coming off his last game last season to be he got the final last three outs of the world series mm-hmm. and for alex to go to him and just say before before and to credit to alex too for going and talking mm-hmm. to will about it and saying yeah. you know if you're not comfortable with this then we won't pursue it but what is your take on it and will saying i want to win another ring i want another parade mm-hmm. if you can get him go get him yeah. will deserves a lot of credit for that i think because that's i would think no matter even if you in your mind you know this is going to make the team better i i still feel like that would be a tough thing to accept but to have that mentality is is pretty well he's saying all the right things you you never there again you don't want to cause any problems you don't want to cause dissension obviously the competitor in you you're the one that wants the ball he's the closer he don't want to give that ball to anybody else but ultimately it is a team game and you know you know this is going to make you better right Right. and even though you're gonna you're not going to be completely the man that's going to be out there in the ninth inning so it's hard to argue with a guy that they they've both been so successful remember there were there was halfway through the season with us you know will wasn't pitching that great right Right, and then all of a sudden he has as good a postseason that I've ever seen. I mean, he was out there. I think back about that Milwaukee game where all of a sudden you know bases are loaded, and I don't even know if there were any outs, and he comes back and strikes out the side. It seemed like, and it just from there he just was incredible, and he didn't get in any other tough situations. But yeah, that that's a tough position to put you know for, to put a guy in because. You know he wants he wants the ball, but you also know this is going to make the team better, and um, I, I'm sure it'll work out. I, I, you can't argue with the things that Alex has been doing. He's going to continue to make this team better. I'll say that we are definitely in a better shape right now than we were this time last year mm-hmm. going into the season. The great thing the great thing I, I like is that we know Ronald's coming is going to be healthy from the standpoint he's coming back really soon. And and the way Soroka can pitch, it would be like getting a pitcher at the deadline if he comes back in June slash July and then we know he's a number one the way he pitches. It will be like getting a pitcher down the stretch going into the postseason, which again that's probably where it's going to be the most important. I'm just interested to see how this team shakes out over 162 games. I would not want to go through what we did last year for up until August. Hopefully, um, we'll play a lot better than that, and we'll be one of those teams that has a double-digit lead going right. into going into September, and not you know just clawing back and forth. You know, one game up, one game down, and and um, but there again, I mean, you can't you can't fight momentum and when when you get the momentum like we did and you catch fire that's all you, you can really ask for but i would like to see uh, you know a little bit better start a little bit uh, team that can go the whole the whole year and but you know there's there's a, all all different kinds of formulas to sure. win and we saw one that was really crazy <laughs> yes <last> we did <laughs> that, hey however a win's a win right yeah, but, that's right but i don't think i don't think the the rest of the division i don't think that that opportunity to tread water all the way to august is going to be there this no. year like it was last year they, either so they're getting prepared i mean we know the, what the mets are doing we know what the phillies are doing sure. and you know we had injuries so that's right. that's 
things you can't account for. And um, if that if you go through that again, you know, Alex will have to work his magic. You hope that you don't have an injury riddled season again where Darno got hurt. Acuna got hurt. Soroka never came back. And, you know, you just hope that that doesn't happen again. I hate it for them because, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a big Mike Soroka fan. And for him to miss two years and knowing what kind of talent he has, I just want to see him pitch. Right. I just love watching him pitch. Yeah. And we, I don't want to see the bullpen have to carry the game all season long because then they're not going to be as good as they can be down the stretch. And we don't, we've got good enough pieces that you know, almost see these guys stretch it out. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you one of the great things. There's so many great things I love about being at spring training. And particularly, I consider it one of the nicer perks of my job is that I can kind of, uh, when I have time, I can roam some of those backfields and the, the field where all the guys are working out or in Ronald and Mike's case are doing their rehab exercises and rehab work with the mm-hmm. trainers. And it's just, I very much enjoy getting, honestly, walking around, getting to watch that, watching how much work those two are putting in. And obviously, I know there's other guys in camp there that I'm sure are rehabbing as well, but those are the two I was keyed in on. But just watching how much work those two every single mm-hmm. day are putting into this and how hard they're working to get back and get back as quickly as they mm-hmm. can in their top form. Um, really, really cool. A little side note, Soroka, if you've listened to this show for a long time, you know that I am a Metallica fanboy. Soroka was out there doing his rehab work one day not just to metallica but he just started the the album and justice for all they just threw it in there hit play and i was like it got to the second song i was like oh that wasn't just the first song he just listened to this whole album i'm like all right that's my guy that's my guy and i did watch acuna take uh take batting practice a couple times on the backfield and a little funny story that i saw or uh, that i saw happen so a lot of people i think now have seen the video of ronald ronald on the main field uh, last week during the first week of camp where he hit a blast and he just said i'm back and you know everybody got a kick out of that so he was taking a little bit of bp on the backfield not you know just kind of not, not really hitting bombs or anything just just simple round early part of bp and he hit one that was just kind of a little pop-up over into the right field like uh, i'd say foul territory on the right side a little pop-up and as as he hit that ball guillermo heredia happened to be walking on the field and so this little just little short pop-up just comes up kind of goes over heredia's head and heredia looks back at the cage and yells i'm back <laughs> like to mock him a little bit and then they are going back and forth they're all laughing and by the way you want to know how it ended acuna hit five straight that landed out in the parking lot and that is not an exaggeration i mean they literally went yeah. bouncing off the concrete over the fence That's and then he yelled something back to guillermo that uh, in english that i won't repeat here yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, very right. funny very funny did he so, have his swords with him hey, guillermo didn't have his swords with him he's out there shagging but uh Hopefully yeah. he's put those to rest and maybe he'll have something else going. <laughs> Man, i'm sure he'll have something because yeah. he's always going but but that also comes back to the vibe i'm talking mm-hmm. about these yeah. guys are happy to be back they're having fun with each other and they're they're looking good mm-hmm. um they're getting ready as quickly as they can and i think we're just going to be in such a great place we need to circle back and focus on the bullpen a little bit or the arm barn as i believe PETA mm-hmm. wants it to be called the the nightmare shift the nightmare shift is the new one i like that yeah the right now and i i didn't get to see darren o'day throw any while i was in camp but i've i've heard through the grapevine that he looks good he's with us on a back with us on a minor league deal because if you look at the pen right now you got the night shift that was already there mm-hmm. so you got will 
Will, you got Mentor, you got Luke, and Matzik, of course, oh who was gosh. just that guy. What is, an incredible year he had. Uh, I'm well, Luke too. Luke had his best year. Matzik had his best year. Mentor was lights out in the postseason mm-hmm. again. Looked, I mean, just looked great. I mean, my gosh. So you got those four. Then you add yeah. one of the greatest closers of all time in Kenley Jansen, mm-hmm. and then you add a guy like Colin McHugh who can. Yeah. You need a couple innings out of him mm-hmm. at any point in the game. Uh, right. And again, Spot talk about start. yeah. You talk about numbers from last year. He's another one. Go back and look. I mean, man, that guy mm-hmm. had a great year. So, so that's that's six guys right there. And if O'Day, maybe he's there to take that seventh spot. And then you never know. There's always somebody in camp that can pop up and win a sure. job. We've signed Kirby Yates, which he's coming back from Tommy John, or he's coming back from from injury. Kind of like we hope with Soroka, where there's a, you know you treat that as like mm-hmm. a, a great midseason addition or almost yeah. a trade. I think we can look at to Kirby Yates to be that kind of guy for the bullpen too. So the bullpen, at least on paper, mm-hmm. it's. I, as in my years as a Braves fan, we've had some good ones. I would say the best one, the first one that comes to mind because of the back end was when Craig Kimbrell, Johnny Venters, and Eric O'Flaherty mm-hmm. were at 7, 8, 9, and it was if you had the lead after 6, it was over with those three when they were in their prime. But I'll be honest, I would have to go back and look, and I haven't. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure who the other four guys were in that bullpen beyond those three. I just know that three-headed monster was something they special. Didn't they didn't need any more. They didn't need any I guess. But on paper, I can't yeah. remember a bullpen that's – the Braves have had in my life as a Braves fan that looks this deep. Well, that was the first bullpen that we we needed more because typically when we were playing, it was just there was just one setup guy and one closer because your starters were going seven eight innings every night. And then really, if you look at the time where Johnny Venters and and Kimbrel them, that was when you needed that extra couple guys um, because the starters weren't going as deep or they weren't as good. But we had all Hall of Famers before that, so the bullpens I was in, you really only need a, a couple setup guys and then you had the closer so a little different dynamic and of course now you need six or seven guys because the starters only go five 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 and a half innings five six innings so it's just a different dynamic than it was you need all those studs down there whereas you didn't need as many um you had a bunch of middle middle relief guys and and a couple setup guys but uh i'm i'm real excited about the bullpen obviously but I'm I, I'm excited about the team because these guys are not only of course the world series champions but they're just easy to root for because i think about Travis Darno, think about Luke Jackson. Think about, you know, Austin Riley. I mean, they're just guys that you want to root for because you know they're just down to earth. And I would add Matt Olson to that mm-hmm. to that list. And you think about Ozzy Albies, just guys that you want to root for. And you know, one thing that nobody's talking about, and which I'm I'm very thankful for that just kind of moved, is Marcelo Zuna. He came in. He did his apology to the team. He did his interview. And now it's time to get to work. You know, he served his time. He did the things that he had to do. He kept his mouth shut. And now he's just going back to work. And nobody's talking about what kind of player he is. But this guy was unbelievable for us in, in 2020. And so I'm anticipating him come back and not miss a beat. Now, he may be a little rusty just because, you know, he had, you know, he had a tough year. And there was a lot that happened. But I'm sure he is excited as anything to get back to some normal in his life and that's playing baseball and so whether he's going to be dh or whether he's going to play some left field i'm expecting him to pick up where he left off and and um from 2020 maybe not 2021 because he was having a rough time but you know he was injured and he was off to a slow start but guess what freddie freeman was off to a slow start too there were a lot this whole team was off to a slow start so i'm 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 glad that he's getting back to what he needs to be doing to kind of move ahead with his life and i'm excited to see what he's going to do well we talk about we just talked about the bullpen and the depth there 
there, if you've got a lineup where Dansby Swanson, who hit, I think, what, 27 home runs last year, if he's the guy that's probably batting eighth or ninth, <laughs> suddenly you're looking at the lineup going, yeah. man, if you're, the, I mean, if you're the opposing team, it's it's the what you want. If you're a Braves fan, it's like, where do I go for an out? Mm-hmm. There really isn't a place no. in this lineup to go for an out. There's, I don't see one. You got whether it's Duvall playing center or coming off the bench or, or Eddie mm-hmm. Rosario. I mean, wow. We got some we got some big hitters and and I'm you know they're talking about how great the Dodgers are and this is the greatest lineup. Of course they're always going to say that. if it's a Dodger the Yankees this is the greatest lineup I've ever seen. I'm not ready to give them that because it doesn't mean you're going to win anything. But mm-hmm. I'll stack our team up against anybody's. Well, I think it's a fair assessment to say that over the last four or five years since the Braves have since we've been winning the division. So let's say since 2018 and faced the Dodgers, lost to the Dodgers the first round that year. I think that as far as rivalries outside of your own division goes, I think the Braves and Dodgers over the last four years, four previous seasons, that has become mm-hmm. and slowly developed into a pretty good rivalry. And I think with whatever, with everything that happened this past week, that, that rivalry just went... <laughs> the six yeah. games in the regular season, we go out to L.A. early in the season, first road trip in April, and then L.A. returns here in June. Those are six games that it, if me, and I'm biased, but I still I would say this, I think that this is a fair assessment even if you're not a Braves or Dodgers fan. If you're a baseball fan, those six games, circle those on your mm-hmm. calendar because there is, if, if you didn't believe there was a rivalry before, there is one now. And I don't mean that everybody hates each other, but it's just a, look, these are the oh, two no. big dogs. No, we hate them. We, okay, we hate them. I'm trying to be politically <laughs> I've correct. I've always here. hated the Dodgers, okay, and I enough. played for them. Oh, there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I was trying to be politically correct, but yeah. You, but you want to beat them. We want to beat yeah. them. They want to beat us. And look, we lost to them in 2018 in the in the divisional series, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, that team, the Braves team winning the division, I think was, that was, we can look back and safely say that was a heck of an accomplishment and probably the ceiling for that team anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020, the Braves have them right where they want them. I think if, if, the Braves beat them in that NLCS. I think the Braves, I think we'd be talking about back-to-back World Series mm-hmm. chance right now. But blew a 3-1 lead, Dodgers go on and win the championship. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we know how last year went. So mm-hmm. so then you've got that coming into this year. And now all of a sudden, Freddie Freeman leaves the Braves and is now wearing number five, batting third for the mm-hmm. Dodgers, playing first base. And on the same day that that becomes official, the Braves signed Kenley Jansen mm-hmm. to become their closer. That's right. And you got these two guys who have been with one team linked just an oh, integral yeah. part of their, these respective teams. Well, here's teams. the best scenario is that all six games are going to come down to the ninth and it's going to be two outs, man on second with Jansen pitching <laughs> to Freddie Freeman. That's, that's, that's how those games need to go down. That is just... Because <laughs> both have a have a axe to grind on why you didn't sign me, you know? Right. And so let's let them duke it out and uh-huh. let's see what happens. But that needs to be two to two, two to one, one to nothing every... all six yeah. games with those two guys at the it, at the plate. It probably will be, too. Just the mere thought, like I'm trying to picture it in my mind and just the thought of Kenley Jansen, the Brave in a Braves uniform at Dodger State. <laughs> Stadium, trying to facing Freddie Freeman yeah. and the Dodgers. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it. I'm like, it's like nervous anticipation because let's face it, they're both still who like these guys, Freddie Freeman, at some point, he's gonna hit a home run against the Atlanta Braves. I think Joe Simpson actually said this on the their first episode of the season of uh, from the Braves booth, which if you haven't listened to that, once you're done listening to us, go check that out. It's a great episode. Um it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But by the same thing it's very likely that kenley jansen at some point is going to strike out freddie freeman to end in the game get to say so just i can't wait to see how it all mm-hmm. plays out it'll uh, be good uh so yeah those six games that's going to be it the rivalry is is definitely on if you didn't believe before it, it definitely is right. now. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let me ask you this. All right. <clears throat> so when you get your ring, what's the first thing you're going to do? Are you going to wear it all day at the work? I was just thinking, I think I'm going to wear it. And here, let me let me take a little something off your desk here. I think I'm, I'll see if this works. I think I'm just going to go around to people, desks, and just sit down or friends. And when I go out to dinner, I'm just going to be like, so... Just, just kind of, just kind of, not, not act like, a, not talk about the ring. I but bet I'm just you might kinda, like scratch your cheek or like. I might do a little bit pick, of that. Pick your nose. No, no, no. I think my first to go to, like my first go to, is going to be just, just tapping it just on the desk. Tapping that ring on the desk with my uh, with my finger. Yeah, I think that's the that's the first thing. I think so, I'm, I might go oh, like, hey, I got something in my eye. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> like now here's all right. Well, here's my question I don't for be you. Tapping it on the desk. <laughs> You're going to be one of the few people in this office that has two because you've got a 95 mm-hmm. ring. So are you? Is there ever a point at which you're going to wear both? Um, what would I don't be have a, a hard time wearing one? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say I don't think I've ever seen you wear your 95 um, one. So no, I mean I, I do a, a special special occasions. You know if there's something I'm if I'm speaking somewhere or if I'm going because um, people ask you know they want to see it. But I'm telling you what I, this I, I thought the 95 ring was big. I think I have a, I have a, a feeling that this one's going to be a little bit bigger. It's going to be even harder to wear. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know Insung who designed it for us we get a chance to work with he's just super creative can't wait to see the work that he's that he's pulled off of course you know none of us have seen it but uh it won't be long where we'll get to see it some some of us may have had privilege don't tell anybody i might have gotten a little sneak peek i'm not giving any details all right but i may maybe it was a fake i don't yeah that's true i know the fans have designed some and sent them out there i've seen some i saw some for sale the other day in the store and i'm like i don't think I hope right ours look a little bit better. They do. They do. Oh, I mean, I assume they do. Yeah, I I'm, sure. I'm uh, sure. I haven't seen a World Series ring that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. You and me both. Should be a lot of fun. It should be. Um, one last note for me on spring training uh, to circle back or to maybe tie tie this all together. Whilst on the backfields, another person I got to watch take batting practice was Matt Olson, and it's very. This is a. To me, it's a it's a baseball cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. Certain guys, the ball sounds different mm. coming off their bat, and I'm here to tell you, watching him, and he was hit, he was in a group with some other some other big leaguers. Okay, these are guys that are going to start for us, um, and this is no disrespect to them, but I'm telling you, watching him and listening to the sound of the ball off his bat, it was different. He is a I think I heard the term the other day, country strong. Mm. He is a big, tall, strong, strong man, and we're going to really enjoy having nice. him in the heart of our lineup. So nice, I can't wait. I I, you know, I said to the, I said to my, my, in my prayers and all that after last year's championship, I said, you know, whatever happens from here, I'm going to be just grateful for this and not, not going to sit here and hope for others. You know, all that, all that's out the window. I'm like, <laughs> I want back to back. Let's go back to back. Nobody's going back right. to back and forever. So let's, let's go back yeah, to back. And I, like I think, that. I think we're looking pretty good. We're going to have a shot at it. So, well, yeah, this, like I said, this team is easy to root for whether they were world series champions or not. Just the guys, the personalities, 
just guys that you want to see do well and that you like being around and watching yep. every day. I mean, I haven't seen stories about Austin Riley and the kind of year he had, and I, I just saw him get better and better and better. I'm excited to see what happens with him this year and how he goes to the next level because, man, he's he's some kind of talent, and he's put it all together last year, and I don't see that changing much. And on top of that, as you said, easy to root for because he's genuinely mm-hmm. a just salt of the earth, very humble good guy right. easy to root for just very pleasant to work with like mm-hmm. on our side the marketing side sure one of the best so uh yeah that that'll be great oh and you know if there was one i don't know how many good things that were that came out of the lockout but i'll say selfishly for us one of the good things that came out of it now is uh our opening day our true opening mm-hmm. day that's right happens at home here at truest park and it's not just opening day it's a special one this year it's a special opening homestand because it's going to be champions week and i'm telling you all if there's a lot of it i think is out there in public now on the Braves website on the promo calendar the whole week is going to be a celebration of last year's team of course the the guys are going to get their rings and we're going to have we've got all kinds of cool activations and a lot of things happening here for that opening home stand for champions week that we we if you don't already have tickets or, or you're you're thinking about coming, just go ahead and do it because mm-hmm. it's going to be an awesome, awesome opening week here at Truist yeah. Park. So yeah, we get to we get to you know help kick it off with Alumni Sunday there on the tenth. We'll have a couple former champions here, Mark Wollers and Mike Devereaux from the '95 team. They'll be out in the plaza with me, signing autographs and uh, doing a Q and A before the game. So that should be a lot of fun having them back. Cool. And hey, how's uh, so fantasy camp is just? I mean, this is like talk about. Out, get your tickets or secure your spot <laughs> early you've already got one fantasy camp that's booked up and so you've you've officially opened up a second week I a did. second edition and mm-hmm. it's filling up now right yeah we sold the first one out uh a week after the last camp wow so i always give the guys who just the the men and women who came to camp in january i give them the first opportunity and so we had like a 90 percent return rate for that one and then i had some people that were on a waiting list and i I put them so we filled that one up at the beginning of february so i opened up i asked for a second week for the folks down at northport to see if we could uh, get another camp because i still had a hundred plus people who had never been to camp before who were wanting to come and i only take 72 um, for each camp and um, so right now we only have 18 spots left and I just opened it up probably about uh, 10 days ago. So we're excited. Hopefully we'll have that um, full here before long. And so we're going to have back-to-back weeks, and um, which would be great. So we have January 10th through the 15th. And you can go to braves.com slash fantasy camp. And you can see um, the uh, registration for the 10th through the 15th. I've got a sample itinerary there. But, yeah, that we have active registration going on right now. I've been talking to folks for the last 10 days, the, the questions that they had and, and and of course, you know, they're trying to figure out um, to come to stay at the academy and and just all that camp until a lot of them haven't been there before. So we should have uh, another great week and looking forward to that. So that's going to be the first week and the second week are going to be the veterans from from uh, the camp uh, this past year. That's awesome. Well, I, I do want to give a shout out because it's on, on that subject. Uh, Mike Dunn and Christina Shaw mm-hmm. down there that, that are running that facility, um, everything there at Cool Today Park. They do such a great job. I, I 
I poor Christina, when I was down there last week, I think I was emailing her five times a day <laughs> asking for help or needing something, and they are just right there on the spot and are there to help you with everything. They do a great job managing that facility. Mm, and they do. If you are if you're if you're a first time or you've never done fantasy camp before, I mean this is a it's still a brand new facility. It's state of the art. It is immaculate. It is just to be look, I was down there for fantasy camp this year and those same backfields that I was talking about and the main field watching our, our guys, our, our Atlanta Braves take batting practice on. Those are the fields that you're playing mm-hmm. on every single day in fantasy camp. You're playing in the main stadium. You're playing That's on the right. backfields. Big league locker room. You're playing. You, you, your clubhouse is the Braves clubhouse. It is truly, truly you are getting the big league experience all week. So it's been cool for me to now have experienced both of those this year because it's it, there is no difference other than just it's just the actual Atlanta Braves but you're you're playing on the same field That's in right. the same spot as them so highly encourage it and again Mike and Christina in that facility it's just it's unbelievable yeah so a lot of fun a yeah. lot of fun um, I would want to mention one other thing we've got our uh, Braves tournaments going on uh, the Braves Country Battles you can go to 17tournaments.com and see register your team for um, travel ball tournaments that are going on around the southeast we had our first one up in Smyrna Tennessee uh, last week we've got another one going on in Columbia South Carolina uh, this coming weekend Mark Wollers will be there you can go out there take your team meet him uh, should be a good time but go to 17tournaments.com and then I'll be announcing our Braves clinics um, our kids clinics here probably in about out uh, in our next um, in our next segment that we do next week. So I'll be announcing all the different places where you can uh, check out our kids clinics this summer. Awesome. That'll be great. And hey, as, as you just heard Greg say there, next week we are officially back to every week <laughs> as we had, had planned on doing coming into last off season. The lockout kind of pre- pre- prevented us from doing that, mm-hmm. but that's all done with now and we're back every week. And, yeah, and don't worry, it's not going to be just Harry and Bubba every week. We will start having guests and all that good stuff again, but we had so much we wanted to talk about about coming right. out of the gate that we decided just to do the two of us today but uh definitely we're working on some exciting guests coming up and uh it's yeah. just going to be an outstanding yeah. 2022 season for all of new us. sponsors yeah up we'll, we'll announce that announce. soon yeah, yeah. that's so. we're really excited about that mm-hmm. that's going to be great yeah so. a lot of good stuff so stick with us here on behind the braves we're officially back the braves are back we're the title defense starts april 7th right here at truist park so can't wait we're as excited as you all are out there we we feel the same thing here in the offices at truist park we can't wait to get started we're so happy to have you with us. So uh, as always, thank you for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, Behind the Braves, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at braves.com slash behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.